patterns, permutations, time, rhythm, coordination, meter, concentration, tempo, modulation, groove. Welcome to the Drum Mantra Podcast. This is Rich Stitzel, and it's time to go deeper with your practice. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Drum Mantra Podcast, episode 61. I hope you're having a great 2020. We're a week into it now. Hopefully, you're still sticking to your resolutions or just trying to live a little bit more clearly with a little more intention. Some people do set resolutions. Some people just want to embrace a better life and a better experience. So whatever, wherever you are on that scale, I wish you the best. I have a few mini resolutions, one of which is to drink more water. Um, I don't know why it's so hard sometimes for me to drink water. So it's definitely something I am going to do because I get headaches. And even when I was a kid, I would get these crazy headaches and no one would ever say anything about drinking water. And as soon as I discovered, well, two things, when I got glasses about six years ago, all of a sudden my headaches went away. And then also when I get headaches, I know that I'm dehydrated and I need to drink water. It's so important. It's crazy how simple it is, but our bodies are made up of what? Two thirds water. So it's important to keep our bodies hydrated. And a lot of these things, it's so weird. I used to think about, you know, eating healthy and exercising and drinking water and all these things of like, I don't know why I always felt like it didn't apply to me. It was like, well, yeah, that's for people who are interested in, you know, working out and eating healthy (laughs) and drinking water. But what I realized, uh, luckily, my guardian angel, my wife, is, uh, is a yogi, a master yogi, and we're both vegetarians. And she makes a juice every morning for us and... You know, we live a pretty healthy lifestyle, and now that I'm starting to do yoga more often, that is helping as well. But it's so interesting that what what you put into your body, the food that you eat, what you drink, all these things matter in a way that you might not consider. Yes, it's going to make you healthier. Yes, it's going to make you have more energy. But it's also going to do these little subtle things that I didn't realize until I really started paying attention. Helps you think better. It helps you, it it makes you more connected to your creativity. It gives you more focus and more patience. And these things are super important when we're working on something, when we're practicing, when we're writing, composing. So it's very interesting that that all of this stuff comes into play for a better life experience. And I'm not preaching this because I am absolutely a student of of it, but exercise, I'm trying to do yoga at least three times a week, trying to drink more water, I'm trying to eat more foods that have less ingredients, more whole foods. Because those things really come into play in having like a very vibrant, clear, energetic um, thought process and focus, which 
as you know, if you're a musician and if you compose and are busy, you need all those things. You need to have a lot of energy to get through a day and a lot of focus to practice. And, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect at it because I can sit in the practice room and stare at the pad or stare at the drums and just not want to do it. Just like, I, I'm here, I came to the studio, and I just don't want to do it. But I will say this, every time I come down and make myself just sit down and start, I'm always glad I did. And one of the hardest lessons for me to learn for some reason in my life, one of the hardest lessons has always been starting something and being in the moment with it and not getting so overwhelmed by some future goal. And I talk about this a lot, but I think I talk about it a lot because I am challenged by it a lot. The idea of I need to have all this stuff together. Okay, for here's an a- actual life example. Um, I'll give you two life examples and then what I am going to do as the remedy for my mental ailment, <laughs> so to speak. So I have um, uh, next, next week I have a, a CD release party with a band that I'm in called The Unknown New. We play very, I would say, pretty complex music. Everything is red. Um, we are, everything is, is composed. We're reading everything. And, um, you know, that, that's, a, that's a gig that definitely requires some, uh, some preparation and some focus. And so that's coming up next Tuesday. And then that'll be fine once that's over, but then I have, um, I'll be in Texas in a couple weeks doing a clinic and a drum mantra intensive and then a gig with one of my old bands. And the next day I do a gig with my other old band from when I used to live in Texas. And then on, and then the, the third day that I'm, or the third day that I'm there, I record an album. Um, so it's really a busy time in preparation and I really start start freaking myself out because it's like, okay, I want you know, I'm doing this clinic. I want to make it fresh. I want to do things that are going to, you know, be good for the people watching. But I also want to make sure that I'm doing something that's cool, and I want to push push myself. So every time I I do a, a clinic, I I try to prepare something new, and I usually write something new and practice it and prepare it. But what happens is I get intimidated because that's a high demand on myself to, okay, in two weeks I'm doing a clinic. I need to compose a piece of music that is interesting, that, that holds in it a lesson with a series of exercises and then practice it and have it well enough prepared to be able to present it and perform it perfectly. And the last time that I did that was with the uh, Lesson Pack Oceans. And, you know, I was very inspired to write that and to practice it. And I got about halfway through it at the clinic, which was fine. I thought I told everyone that's about as far as I could get and um, shelved it for a while. And then just recently, in fact, at the beginning of December, pulled it out as the lesson of the month at drummantra.com. By the way, at drummantra.com, there is a membership area where the members have access to all the lessons that I've created. 
And then there's also a new feature for 2020 that if you just want to work on one lesson a month, which is plenty to work on, plenty to work on, um, you can sign up for just the lesson of the month. So you just get access to one lesson and then each month it changes. So it's like a little subscription. It's like a, it's like Netflix, but you just have one lesson because let's be honest, when you have way too many choices, you're not going to get anything done. Some of these drum websites just have way too much stuff. Like we have over 2000 hours of lessons, you know, over 450 play along, just like these crazy numbers. And it sounds so enticing, but but when you get down to the reality of it, 2,000 hours of lessons, how are you ever going to even take a chip out of that? So that, that really intimidates me, having way too much information to choose from. So I want to simplify that because I think that, you know, most of us who are busy in our lives, we might have a little 30-minute window to practice. Maybe you have two 30-minute windows. So I want to provide enough lesson material to keep you busy, you know, four or five days a week, 30 minutes to an hour a day. So anyway, that's what the lesson of the month is designed to do. And that's what Oceans was. Oceans was the most advanced lesson pack that I put out. And um, if you listened to last week's podcast or saw last week's uh, drum mantra video, episode 60, it was called Going Deeper with the great Mark Walker. And Mark actually saw Oceans and liked it enough to work on it at home. And he worked it up so he could do it. And then when he came to Chicago to hang out and do our Drum Mantra podcast, we were able to perform the entire piece. But I'm telling you, that entire the entire performance of Oceans is just about three minutes long and we worked on it for five hours over the course of three days before we got it perfect so that's a serious amount of work and you're talking about one of the best drummers in the world and and i had been working on it already for a long time so that's that was a lot to bite off that was a lot to do but it was very inspiring to have someone, you know, complete that lesson pack. So I always want to create something like that, but it's not easy to create something like that all the time. Sometimes, you know, the creative juices aren't flowing. So I can become very intimidated from my own vision. And the, the phrase always comes up, delusions of grandeur. I love that phrase because it, it helps put me in check because sometimes I, I, I have these huge ideas and I think it's great to have huge ideas, and I think we all have them. We have those, quote, million-dollar ideas. But when it comes down to it, when it comes down to, the, to really making it work, the idea is just the tip of the iceberg. Having a great idea is just the very, very beginning of what becomes a lot of work. It becomes a lot of focus, a lot of discipline, a lot of dedication, to then bring that idea into actual reality. Super challenging, super rewarding. When you can come up with a cool idea and then actually bring it all the way to the point where it's out in the world, that 
to me is the, the meaning of life. I mean, that is so amazing to create, to have the idea, to create it, to actually bring it out and make it in something that is real that everyone else has access to. That's an awesome experience. And if you're in that world, if you're trying to figure out how to get into that world, please contact me. I am more than happy to talk about it. Um, I'm, I want to encourage everyone to tap into that in themselves and get that out because that's what makes a beautiful world. People's creativity coming out, well thought out, well planned, interesting, creative ideas brought into reality. That is remarkable and that's what makes the world a beautiful place. So, that's something that, right now, I've got this deadline in my mind. Two weeks, I've got to have this whole clinic prepared with all this awesome new stuff. And I told my wife, Shana, last night, when I was over here practicing at the studio, I'm like, I want to compose this piece that's like a polymetric gauntlet where it takes you through all these different coordination exercises as a performance where you basically work on all parts of your body with all parts of coordination in different uh, polymetric groupings. And she's like, oh, that's a great idea. So, you know, of course I open Ableton and start at it and start writing a little melody and then start thinking about it. And, and, you know, 90 minutes later I have this little phrase, but I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is this is a rabbit hole, and I, 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 I'm afraid that it might be too much for me to bite off because things are about to get crazy on in other aspects of my life. I'm doing this artist outreach for an arts organization in Chicago called Ravinia, where I will be going into some schools for the next three weeks four days a week for three hours a day and that really eats into my time so anyway so I'm, I, that's that's the one thing that's looming and lurking in my mind and then the other thing is as inspired and as exciting and as just so much fun it was to have Mark at the studio for four days we hung out we did yoga for four days and we ate all these meals and we talked a ton and we practiced together and um you know when you're playing with someone that's at that level of mark who is literally literally one of the finest players on planet earth i'm not just saying that he is a an absolute master um there's you know it's it's real hard to and and you know not to not to say that I can't play <laughs> because obviously that's what I do also is play music but um you know when you're when you're up up close and personal to someone who's such a master it really makes you kind of rethink the way that you play and and I went through a thing and I was talking to Shane about it. I'm like I'm like man I feel like I feel like I need to work on some other things because there's some, some things that Mark can do that just aren't natural for me when I'm, you know, I haven't studied 
a lot of the South American and Caribbean rhythms like he has. And so when he plays them, I'm, I'm so inspired by the fluidity and the smoothness of the way he performs them. But then I'm baffled by some of the coordination that is required to play these grooves and to play them with, a, with such soul. It really, it really affects me because I start thinking, oh my gosh, how come I don't know these grooves? How come I, why, why all of a sudden am I hearing someone play things that, first of all, I've never heard before? So that sort of makes me feel like, what have I been doing all, all this time? Why don't I know these grooves? And then someone who has such mastery over them makes it look so easy, and then I know it's not. So it's like, what am I practicing? You know, I start to, you start to have these self-doubts, and you start having this thing called imposter syndrome, which uh, Steve Lyman talked about on a podcast with me a few weeks ago. I think it was episode 49. And as, as, as difficult it is, as it is to become confident in our own abilities, in our own unique voice, becoming confident in your own voice and, and your own practice regimen and your own, your own discipline on the instrument, that's so hard to do because we go through this period where we want to sound like our heroes. Okay, you finally start to get that comfort in your own playing, and then all of a sudden you spend some time with someone who is a phenomenal player, and it just kind of knocks all that out. And 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 it, that happened with me. I keep thinking, oh my gosh, I need to practice my samba stuff. Oh my gosh, I need to listen to all these new rhythms. Oh my gosh, and and of course Shana says it's it's not. That's, you know, she she reinforces what we want to know about ourselves, which is we're each a unique voice, we're each our own individual person, and we are on our own path. And so the remedy that I'm that I've come up with for myself in this whole situation with with being inspired but also kind of intimidated and shut down in a way is to uh, one of the things that Mark has talked about when we were together, and he he actually did it on YouTube, um, is Smitty's Rudimental Ritual. And if you don't know who Smitty is, it's Marvin Smitty Smith. He was a famed drummer from, studied with Alan Dawson at Berkeley in the early 80s, I think like 1981. And then... um, he kind of became known for his work with Dave Holland, uh, the bass player. He was in a group with him, and then also with Steve Coleman doing some super progressive, awesome jazz, very advanced playing. And then eventually he was working with Branford Marsalis on the Jay Leno show, and he did that for quite a while. He did that for five or six years uh, following... Uh, Tane Watts. So Tane was doing the gig with Branford. And then I think it sort of switched over to Kevin Eubanks leading it, and Kevin brought in Smitty. So Smitty was doing some work with him. And then, um, yeah, he's just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. So check him out. And anyway, so Alan Dawson had a thing called the Rudimental Ritual. And it was like kind of this legendary exercise that lasts about 20 minutes. It goes through all the rudiments in a 
in a kind of a musical way. And then Smitty came up with his own version called Smitty's Rudimental Ritual. And that's something that Mark talks about and demonstrates. And so when he was here, I said, man, can you send that to me? Because I don't have it. And it's funny because we talked and it's like, it feels like the Berkeley guys study Alan Dawson's Rudimental Ritual and Smitty's Rudimental Ritual. The North Texas guys, which is where I went to school, don't. Like, I didn't really know about it. Of course, we all knew who Alan Dawson was, and we knew who Gary Chafee was, because you know Gary was a, Ber- a Berkeley person and teacher. And we did work out of Gary Chafee's book at North Texas, but we never did Alan Dawson's rudimental ritual at school. And it seems more of like a cultural thing for the Berkeley guys. So I asked Mark if he would send that to me, and he did. Uh, two days ago, and I started practicing it, and I asked him if he had it memorized, and he said, yeah, he does have it memorized. So here's how I'm, here's how I'm going to bridge this gap between feeling a little bit intimidated but also inspired with my time with Mark is I'm going to learn Smitty's Rudimental Ritual, and I'm going to practice it every day, And my goal is to have it memorized and performance ready by the time Mark comes back to Chicago to do a day of percussion at Vandercook College and a performance at Martyrs. And then he's going to come back up probably to do some yoga and we'll do some more drum hang. And he said, let's try to film it when he's back in town. So the first weekend in February... Mark will be back. That gives me five weeks to learn and memorize Smitty's rudimental ritual. And I feel good about it. Like all of a sudden, I don't feel intimidated. I don't feel scared. I feel like I've got something concrete to work on. And and that's so important. I mean, when we're living in our mind, when we're comparing ourselves to someone else, when we become intimidated by someone else, it's usually because we've built up this, this big thing in our mind that we can't get out of the loop of our thought that keeps us in this this belief that someone is you know greater at something than than we are and so the way to to break out of that loop is to for me on this particular occasion is to find some common ground something concrete that he's worked on that I can work on something that I I've got like it's a finite amount of material. It's four pages long. It's an 18 minute long passage of music. And so once, you know, if I play it enough, I should be able to have it ready. I should definitely be able to play it by the time he comes. And if I can do it for memory, that would be amazing. And that would be a great goal. But now all of a sudden, it's back on me. It's back on my growth. It's back on my practice. It's back on my intention and it and it has nothing to do with practicing from a point of intimidation or a point of I need to learn some more stuff because someone else can do things that I can't do now I've got this this thing and it's like this little bridge this little piece of material that is like a common common ground kind of thing like oceans I mean I Mark and I did not talk about his process in learning oceans but I'll say this, 
no one was able to perform oceans last month. And I offered a free $350 brand new HH Sabian crash to anybody who could perform all of oceans anywhere in the world. I would send the symbol to them. No one did it. $350 prize to practice. I was going to give someone $350 to practice. And no one took took it all the way to the end, which is very interesting. And I know it's a super difficult pattern. And I know some people start working on it, but there's a lot to it. And so the fact that Mark was able to get that under his belt says a lot. And the fact that he and I practiced it for five hours together, I don't know how many hours he spent on it before he got to me. But, you know, he and I are different players when he's doing his Samba stuff and his Calypso stuff, and he's seeing videos of me doing polymetric stuff with different limb coordination, that may be a ground where he thinks, wow, that's something that I don't do or I can't do. And, and so he took it upon himself to find that common ground, that, that, that bridge, that, that thing that we could all of a sudden do in common and put in the work, which is amazing. And it was, I'm sure, from a mental space of his own growth, and so I'm reciprocating that concept with Smitty's rudimental ritual. So I am bridging the gap. Instead of having imposter syndrome and having the, the, the comparison of myself to someone else, I'm remedying that by finding a small bridge that gives us some common ground. And, and it feels so much better. There's no weight it's like I'm, I'm looking forward to working on it. And because there's a goal, I have, to, I have to step up and have some discipline about it, which is great. Because sometimes I'm inspired to practice and I get down here and I practice hard. And then there's sometimes, especially right now, this, in the holiday season, it's been really hard for me to get down here and practice. Um, I'm playing a lot of gigs and you know I don't really want to work on anything. It's the end of the year. I kind of feel like I need a break. So this is good for me. This is good for me. I hope, I hope this is giving you information that you can apply to yourself. Not that, not that you're going to try to, you know, find all the, your drum heroes who you're comparing yourself to and figure out how to make yourself not intimidated by them anymore through doing exercises. But it's a great thing to just Take something that you see someone else doing and take just a little piece of it and then turn that into an exercise for yourself and see how that feels. I've talked about this before where if you transcribe somebody, you're learning something that someone else has created. So the first steps is to learn what they've created. But then there's these little things that they might do in that transcription that really speak to you. And then you isolate those little things into your own exercises and then do modifications to those exercises, and pretty soon you've added to your own voice something unique and creative that was inspired by someone else. And that is a great way to pay homage to somebody, to pay respect to someone else, but also to not be so intimidated and shut down by, you know, how you see other players. I think it's really important for us to you know, we have all these other players that inspire us, but then we need to do something about it. Otherwise, it's very easy to, to become 
um, stagnant and afraid and start comparing ourselves and start to judge ourselves because we're not whatever fill in the blank as good as as proficient as or whatever as someone else so my remedy is bridging the gap with a small piece of finite information where we can find common ground and then we get to share that experience and then you know a relationship builds we start to have some common ground and then we can move forward which is great and so i'm really looking forward to that I just wanted to put that out there. I I was thinking about this last night, um, and I thought, am I gonna, you know, the Mark Walker's podcast is two parts. The first one part is episode sixty, and it came out, and that was the interview. There's a second part, which is a drum lesson where he talks about grooves and he explains the history of some things. And I wasn't sure if I was going to put that out the following week or wait or what. And then I was practicing, practicing the Smitty thing last night. And I thought, I'm going to talk about this. And that's going to be the podcast for next week. And then maybe the lesson will come out a week later. So that's why you're hearing me talk right now. Because it's on my mind. And I thought it's important to stay current with talking about the things that I'm working through myself in hopes of inspiring others to you know find a deeper truth in themselves so hopefully that was uh, an inspiring and helpful thing for you please write me with feedback if you want to uh, write something on the uh, iTunes rating or review or send me a message at on Instagram at rich Stitzel music or at drum mantra you can contact me in so many ways And I'd love to hear from you if you have questions or comments about this stuff. Or if you have an idea of something that you'd like for me to talk about. Or someone you'd like for me to interview. Please feel free to be in touch with me. I am here for you. So thank you for your support. Have a great week. Happy practicing. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Drum Mantra Podcast. Your time and attention is much appreciated. I would love it if you went to the iTunes store and left a rating. And please share this with anybody that you think would like to go deeper with their practice. Take care.